This is media writer Joe Garofoli, and you are listening to a San Francisco Chronicle podcast. Hi, this is Tim Goodman, and welcome to another installment of Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast. Eddie Izzard is a singular, unique talent, an unconventional comic who many people consider one of the best stand-ups of the modern age. He's won two Emmys for writing and performing when his Dress to Kill special aired on HBO. Izzard is also an emerging dramatic actor who has a Tony nomination for his work on Broadway, multiple film appearances, and most notably, a starring role in The Riches on FX. The Riches airs Tuesdays at 10 p.m. on FX and is repeated throughout the week. It's the story of Irish travelers in the American South, grifters and cons, who, in the case of Wayne Malloy and the Malloy family, stumble upon the ultimate long con opportunity, the chance to be someone else. Izzard plays Wayne Malloy, who assumes the identity of a dead man named Doug Rich, and in so doing, tries to steal the American dream. Izzard is also a transvestite who has managed to not be pigeonholed as the cross-dressing comedian, no mean feat given the media's penchant for easy description. Izzard wore jeans and a sport coat for this podcast, by the way. Part of his ability to defy description is that Izzard is sticking to a phenomenally well-executed master plan to be a serious dramatic actor, to be wholly original in his stand-up, and to accept parts in films and on television that are both funny and darkly dramatic. He's a history buff, a man who became a pilot to overcome his fear of flying, and a future politician. Though Izzard stopped by the San Francisco Chronicle and came into our pod cave to talk about the riches, as things generally happen with Izzard, we got off on a number of tangents. Unfortunately, we also experienced some major technical glitches during the podcast, unbeknownst to us. So even though I was treated to one of the most fascinating and entertaining hour and 20 minute interviews I've ever done, and I've done a lot of them, we managed to save only about half that. Apologies in advance for some of the sound issues we tried to salvage what we could, and if certain detours in the conversation seem more random than even diehard Izzard fans have come to expect, then you'll know why. As a jumping off point, um, I no- normally wouldn't reference another newspaper, but the New York Times article on you was wonderful. It really was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm supposed to speak very closely to the, <laughs> to the microphone. And uh, is, uh, so if I go to there, that's no good. What if, uh, if I'm back here and loud? What about if I'm loud back here? <laughs> Can't I shout back here? Because you're losing a lot of the... I'd the theatricality. A lot, of the, a lot yes. of, the sort of, of the natural movement more than the theatricality. <laughs> theatricality. Because it's nice to be naturalistic, like yeah, or jazz hands. Edmund Keane. Yeah, uh, Edmund Keane. <laughs> it's always good to drop an eighteenth. He was eighteen hundreds actor, wasn't he? You got me on that completely. He was, he's, he's, there's a pub near. Well, I used to be a street performer. You see, right. I was a street performer. I got credibility. I had actual street credibility. Yeah. I actually performed on the streets, <laughs> even though, with irony, and not irony with uh, is it irony? I don't know. So, word like that, or an oxymoron, or something like that. I like quite like the word oxymoron. But I do too. Uh, street performers are not. Street credible. Mm. That's not because people on the street don't think that. Well, because because stand ups belittle them, and, <laughs> right. and you know they're not they're not held in high esteem because what they they seem to do is isn't isn't uh, is not perceived to be uh, rock and roll, so cutting edge, get out there. Right. Even though it can actually be having been a street performer. Yeah. And so, but some of it is like, hello, ladies, struggle <laughs> my underwear here. You know. But um. Uh. But I I feel you know that's my street credibility in answer to the question you didn't ask. No, but I I, I well, and that's why not. Let's start there. What I because I did notice that on your on your bio that you you did some street yeah. performing. Four years. But you weren't a a, a busker. 
to say? No, buskers are the people. Guitar and you oh, no, these are two okay. different things which people don't really know about. Buskers we consider are people uh, usually musicians, and right. they, have a, they have a passing audience. So they oh. stand there and say, right. "Maybe a monkey," and then <laughs> right. and then people come by and say, "Oh, let's give them some buttons. Put some buttons in <laughs> right. the thing," and then they move on. And a street performer goes out. He he start he stands there and collects an audience, performs to that audience, ah. and then in England we call it bottling. He bottles the uh, uh, the audience. Bottling meaning collecting money from the audience. Oh right, okay. And it's an old term which, and it came from the idea that the person who was the bottler, because someone who collected money was called a bottler, and they would have to have a bottle with a with a fly in it, and they have to keep their thumb over the bottle with one hand, and they'd hold the money in the other hand so that they didn't take money. Out of the, the of the thing. performers jar, and the performers, right? Huh? Um, oh, full of money, so that that's why they were called a bottler. Now this doesn't quite work, even though that's a story, because <laughs> you can actually put the hat with the money down on the ground and then stuff it all into your pockets, right. And then pick it back up and say, and still have the fly <laughs> in the jar in in, in the bottle, and say, um, oh yeah, you only made uh, two quid, two quid today. It's a rough day, eh? You know, uh, so that doesn't quite work. But it's one of those stories which are which are best. We should have like done revenge, this at, best served cold. Yeah, we should have done this at uh, at Fisherman's Wharf. There's a yeah. long history of that at Fisherman's Wharf. Because and then some people from Fisherman's Wharf came over to London and played. There was a famous guy who played down Fisherman's Wharf, whose name is walking out of my head. But he did great stuff with in loads. England. Sorry, yeah, in he England. came. Oh, yeah, wow. he's a famous guy here huh. uh, that we all know. But and his, his name has just walked out of my head. He was called the 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 guy, the the magic guy, or the the thing guy, or the. I haven't anyway. been down there in so long. I probably would have known that had I not lived in the city. Once you to live in the city, you never go down there. It's yeah, one of those things. Exactly. exactly. Like in, in London, you never go to the Tower of London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they could I, just tore it down, you wouldn't even know. I know, exactly. <laughs> right. Put up a block of flats. Right. Well, back to this, again, and again, I, I, I always hesitate to, to quote other newspapers, but I thought the New York Times piece was really great on you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, that was, that was great. It's, um, uh, yeah, I don't quite know. When people say positive things, I tend to think, well, they're stoned. And then, <laughs> right. Well, we're and often the, stoned on this podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> that's always, always the best, I feel, uh, in politics, too. And uh, uh, everyone's having sex in politics, isn't it? It's great, isn't it? And then lying about it. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, so when they do that, I, I, I tend to read like, like, uh, big interviews and if, if they say good things, I go, well, they would say that. And then bad things, I go, oh my God, they, <laughs> they don't like my foot. <laughs> Why my foot does she go on about, you know? So, um, but yeah, it was, it was really nice and it was huge. And also, cause I didn't grow huge. up knowing the New York Times. The New York right. Times is the, 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 the well, well, after the, the Chronicle, it the is Chronicle, a preeminent, so. right, exactly. Yes. After the San so there's the Chronicle. Yes. As you can then, tell by the, the beauty of this podcast. New York Times slots in just, be, just beneath, <laughs> just beneath, pound for pound, you're going, slogging it out. Uh, but they they said it was like, it was a big article and you know I was above the fold you know being yeah above oh the good f- newspaper knowledge yes above, above the, the fold, fold uh-huh. with and, and stuff and then there was a thing then and then there's the advert for something else and it was it, yeah it's great it was good and and uh, but the reason I wanted to talk about it is because you know the whole thing was about you not making the transition but it's about your dreams to become to be more known as an actor than than a than a stand up. Or yeah, you, or, 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 or I, I suppose I suppose my perfect thing then would be the even even Stevens, you know, to right. be able to say who does that weird stuff and then who does that weird stuff. My God! You know? But I thought the picture of it, and that's really why I brought it up the picture was positively Shakespearean. Don't you think? What the the image of the that? picture that they used? In, oh, and, the picture! It was yes, incredible. Well, it was it was actually in this Union Square Theatre, which used to be Tammany Hall. 
Oh, right. Interestingly, uh-huh. yes. uh, I know if you ever go to New York and see the Union Square Theatre, uh, mm-hmm. just above it, it's got Tammany Hall, and that's where all the dodgy dealings went down. And you think, oh, gangs of New York, but you actually—it's all the way up to about the '60s. Apparently, it was all the way up to the oh, 60s. the corruption, yeah, extended yes, yeah. all the way to the 1960s. Right. Yeah. It was still going. <laughs> um, so I played in that big hall, and um, and I also—I am a scientist, not a Christian scientist, <laughs> just an absolute scientist, baby. And I would have gone to the moon. With uh, Neil Armstrong, but I was uh, seven, and, w- and he wouldn't <laughs> let me in the the thing. But I could have been in the back, you know, stowaway. And um, so uh, uh, I come from a scientific background, which is which in, in science, you know, mathematics. I did accounting and financial management at university. Yeah, and uh, it's very empirical. It's very exact. Two and two is four. It's never. Mm, I feel it's nine. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely four, baby. Just. Get out of my face if you're trying to think of something else. And, and uh, creative uh, works, literature, um, anything creative is what you feel it is. And if you dislike it, if you like it, whatever. It's what it, and they used to say, what does this mean? What does this passage mean in Shakespeare? And I used to look for a meaning or some sort of hidden secret thing. And I, and I had difficulty dealing with it. Whereas you could have said, this means this to me. And that was a valid judgment. You can say how whether you like it, you dislike it. it it's a whole different way of approaching some something in, in in, in, in the creative area, in the literate area. So I, I sort of rejected literature, and, and Shakespeare particularly. Mm-hmm. And then I came around to I just I got into Shakespeare through um, Polanski, Polanski's mm-hmm. Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one I'd like to do. Um, uh, or Richard III. Um, because if you, watch, mm-hmm. if you watch his film, or Iago, that's probably the one I should start with. But um, if you watch Polanski's Macbeth, the film, it's... Um, it's an it's an action thriller, you know. It's a great big double bladed axe, <laughs> right. bank or his back, <laughs> thunk, you know. It's like it's getting in there, thump him, hit him, hit him with a stick. It's, right, right. it's, it's like, the modern version. Yeah, it's like the Sweeney. I don't know if you even know the Sweeney, this British crime seventies. We had this great uh, um, show in the seventies called the Sweeney, which is Sweeney Todd Flying right. Squad, uh-huh. and these were. It was the first time you'd shown police, really, the, the hard guys, as they probably were, going in there, swearing, thumping people with oh, pickaxe right, handles. Right, uh, I, th- no, I think it was, uh, I, I, it was a secondary reference to me because I think it was sent up a little bit on uh, Life on Mars, right? It wasn't sent up, actually. It was homage Oh, okay. All no, right, no. Right. What they were doing in Life mm-hmm. on Mars, if you watch Life on Mars, yeah. that is the Sweeney. <laughs> okay. That's not <laughs> sending it up. That's what the guys did. It was 70s cops saying, go on, stop it. He's got a shooter. Hit him. <laughs> Kick him in the bollocks. Come on. Drive like an idiot. <laughs> right. you know, and, and that's what they managed to get with Life on Mars. He's flashed back to the Sweeney. Loved it, yeah. So, and apparently, you know how that started? Three guys went to a, a hotel somewhere, three writers, and they said, come up with something. And they went there with, a, with a, some bottles of whiskey and uh, about a thousand pounds in a, in a paper bag. You know, in fivers. We're all good ideas start, right? Yeah, and that's what they did. They just got drunk and, and spent liquid cash. Coming up with an idea, and they come up with that. That's oh, beautiful. Well, you, uh, th- th- I'm most interested in, th- in this idea that when you when you came to the states, when you became known here, mm-hmm. it was it was for your stand-up, uh, yeah. and uh, you know it was kind of you were kind of not easily pigeonholed, but you did become a little bit pigeonholed, right, when you came here. Well, it's yeah, like, well, like in the transvestite yeah, stand-up yeah. thing. So it was like yeah. that, but it, but also made you stand out. But I'm wondering if what. You, just before I got further, what, what would you think of that when you came here? Oh, this well, is Well, if be you me. think about it, really, I wasn't 
so obviously pigeonhole because they actually had to make a new pigeonhole for True. me. And they, <laughs> right, right. We right. haven't got any pigeons <laughs> and holes for that guy. Let's make a new. Have we got another pigeon? Is there right. any pigeons wearing lipstick? And um, so yeah, they they sort of put me in that in uh, some sort of weirdo slot. But uh, I, I came in. A, I, I actually analysed how to get America. Really? Yeah. Which was I realized uh, this, this is, is not, your analytical side coming out again. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Well, this is what I got from analyzing uh, when, when I came out as being a transvestite when I was twenty three. I um, I did self analysis and I worked. Out, I tried to work out why I felt the way I did. Right. And I came to certain conclusions. I didn't come to. I didn't get the big answer to, to everything and the, the whole sexuality, which I, I may maybe I now have, but. <laughs> But right. that's still not finished. That those that I'm constant. I'm constantly working things out. But anyway, I worked out that shame and guilt were just a waste of time. Nothing to do with me. Right. I was, this is genetic. I was born with. I knew when I was four. Stuff everyone. Anyone's got a problem with it, I'll fight them in the street. That's my been about my approach to my gift of uh, transvestism ever since. And uh, but that analysis I did there, I started applying to my career. It took me about three or four years before, <laughs> before I thought I, I was analyzing that. I'm going to analyze this, and I became this this analyst, and now I've become this idiot analyst who analyzes everything. <laughs> and then my stand-up, I'm just analyzing everything. And with Wikipedia feeding my brain, I can just right. it just goes off. But it, it can un, you can you can almost t with, if you have uh, instinctive in one hand and analytical in the other hand, you can almost take apart anything. You can learn anything. And wartime shows us this. In, in the Second World War, uh, posh young girls from Cheltenham's Ladies' Cottage got onto big anti-aircraft batteries and tried to uh, shot at you know, um, uh, German fighters coming in. If you ever study the battle, if you want to study Napoleon, study the Battle of Austerlitz because it's brilliant. He, he did Blitzkrieg in the 1800s. Now this part wasn't on my prep list, by the way. The whole, oh, yeah, the, whole, the, the whole war prep, the whole history part wasn't no. on my prep. So no. you've got me now. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, a little bit not the. I, I don't know his history as well. No, but as well just Wikipedia well, later, you know, because you've. But can you trust Wikipedia though? Yes, I have worked out mm -hmm. about ninety percent of it is on the on the money. Okay. And and the ten percent because the the guys seem to lock it. You say we've locked this page because people are just pissing about with it, you know. <laughs> and, and it's also more. You've been to your page, have you? Yeah, yeah. Is oh, it yeah. true? Every day, check. It. <laughs> no, but I mean, is, is it true? You're like that's outrageous. It's I didn't pretty. Do that. No, it's pretty close. My page. Um, <laughs> no one said. He doesn't no, know how to make jam. There's a few things. There's a few things off there, but uh, it's generally pretty on the money, and um, you know. And but the thing was before Wikipedia, we used. I, I was saying this in my stand-up. Used to say, "How do we do this? How do you, how do you make those things? <laughs> Jim, Freddie, how do you make those things? Anyone? We don't know. Oh, that's it. Remember five years ago, we just we just give up. We gave up. Right? We, we didn't run down the library. We didn't go and get all the books out in borders, and we just sit there and go, oh, I don't know, it's probably somehow. But now we just Google it and we get stuff. I was looking up Episcopalian just in the in the in the car coming in. Really? Because it seems like do you have this insatiable need for information? Yeah. Clearly, yes. Because uh -huh. knowledge is power. Right. And I'm very interested in in the, in the questions of religion at the moment because I feel I like being spiritual. I think a lot of uh, people who are Democrats, social Democrats, as we'd say in, in Europe, you know, people who, who give a damn about what other people think. And are you okay? Do you want a cup of tea? How are you doing? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. You want to be spiritual. You don't want to say, no, I'm rejecting all religions. And people <laughs> right. who are moderate within religions, you think that's cool. Extremists seem to be way off the right. mark. And obviously, it's, it's all about their thing. It doesn't, that doesn't seem to fit in. But they can't all be right. The truth is, you, one of those religions, by definition of the religions, has got to be right and the others have got to be wrong right. by their definitions right 
And that means that if you look at it, the major if, if, if you do the figures on the thing, about 1.5 billion people are Christian people around the world, which means that, because uh, there's 6.5 billion people in the world, 5 billion people do not worship that. Therefore, five if Christianity is right, 5 billion people are either worshiping nothing or the <laughs> wrong people. <laughs> wrong. The right. guys up there are going, oh, we're oh, not okay. listening. And, if it's <laughs> and that's the, how it's growing. <laughs> and, if it, and if Islam is right, then all the Christian people are worshiping nobody. He's not in. Right. He never was there. Right. And I find that kind of fascinating. And if you go back in history for 4.5 billion years, for the majority of the time, we have been worshiping the wrong people. <laughs> But absolutely, absolutely sure. All those South American, you know, human sacrifice guys. Yeah. No, no one was up there. No. Just a lot of dead people for nothing. <laughs> right. All the goats we killed. The, all the Greek gods. No right. one was there. The god, the Ra, the the, the Egypt, ancient Egyptian god. No, he wasn't up there. The big ball of gas. <laughs> and that's interesting because it's very human to to hope that there's someone up there with with the levers and pulleys right. and going. All right, tsunami now. Bad hair day for <laughs> Mr. Stevens. Uh, he trips over on a pebble. He gets sand between his toes and really doesn't like it, just take his shoe off. You know, you, you think someone's controlling all this, but I think, it could, I think it could actually be just up to us. That's my thing. I think God and the devil's inside everyone. So you, have you, are you coming to... Uh, it's interesting that the... And that's why you should is, watch The Riches. No, no, no that's not <laughs> I should, No, we certainly never need to go back there, but I'm interested in, the, in that. So you're obviously interested in spirituality. I mean, you have, you've, and, and you've worked it out a little bit for yourself. Oh, yeah. and, and, but, but it's also spirituality is, is, is sort of anti-analytic and, and anti-analytical. It's a, it's a feel. I don't think ways. it has to be. Right. I don't think it has to be. No, I think... Well, you, you did work the numbers out, which was very Sorry? impressive. You did work the numbers out. Which yeah. Was pretty, it wasn't a feel thing. It was like, well, there's... No, but, uh, but I, I use absolute logic. Mm -hmm. For the majority of time, if there's four and a half billion years, why did a Christian God send a guy down in the last 2,000 years to say, let's start the religion now, <laughs> right. after four and a half billion years of... of if he made it four and a half billion years ago, right. why did he wait till the last 10 minutes, basically, right. in time, and said, okay, let's go, let's get it going. <laughs> why not send him down... Ages ago, right. why not get the dinosaurs? Why not have them working on the dinosaurs? Saying, I know you're all just growling at me, but if you could possibly go to church on Sundays, <laughs> then Dad would really like this. And Mum would too, but we don't hear much about her anymore. She ran off with a gorilla. <laughs> we don't know what happened to Mum, do we? We never know what happened to Mum. But, you know, I'm just using pure logic and... and, and um, the comedy is actually, no, I'm not actually trying to be funny here. I'm actually just, no, I know exactly, it just but it, comes out at the time because, and, and have you because spirituality is, is an interesting topic. Most people won't talk about it, which is, oh, spirituality seems great because, because yeah. I also worked out, there's this thing called the golden rule in the Bible, mm -hmm. uh, which is in the Bible. In do, do unto everywhere. others. Yeah. Do unto but, others mm -hmm. as you would have them. Well, do unto you. Do it. Yeah. I always say do you. <laughs> and then it has sex involved in there, which is great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just treat others. You'd like to be treated yourself. Right. And I've worked out with that one. You can, you can uh, live your entire life. You only need that one. Yeah. Th that shall not kill is contained within it. Right. Don't, do you like being killed? No. <laughs> don't kill other people. Um, <laughs> do you want your stuff stolen? No. Don't steal other people's stuff because they are going to steal yours. You know. It just takes care of everything. One rule. That's yeah. all you need. And I just thought, wow, it's maybe a lot simpler. And it's really just up to us. We don't have to go into buildings and break glasses and, and give stones to another guy and yeah. then read a thing. And also the Bible and the Quran have got slavery written all over it. Right. Slavery is all there just right. sitting around. <laughs> right, exactly. Get your slaves. Make sure that they stand aside when you're helping the poor. Make right. your slaves go and make some, some soup, soup and stuff. You think, what are the slaves doing? <laughs> it's a crime against humanity. We all accept this. You had a... Uh, so what's interesting to me is that, you know, aside from the stand-up and, and, and the acting, when you, when you get into the acting and, and you're a comic, what, the things that you've just sort of 
addressed recently, where that this this desire to cross over to be to be taken more seriously, which is really hard for a comic to do, but yeah. it can be done. As you point out, Bill Murray, Robin Williams. You know, we just started off talking about pigeonholes, which at this point didn't exist when you got here. Mm. But it is really hard to get out of those. And but what's interesting is that well, there's two things. I think your audience not only is loyal, but all very, very understanding. I mean, if you look at, I mean, A, you've got a fantastic website, but it, you know, the people who follow you will let you do, I think, pretty much anything. You haven't had any like blowback from your fans saying, oh, I don't want to see you in the riches. I'd rather see you. No, I don't know if they definitely totally cross over. I don't think they're, hey, we love all that comedy. We're all going to come and see this. But um, they, I will be given a lot of, uh, a deal of space, because I think people right. do feel that I'm trying to push the edges. And if you look at my stand-up, and the, and the first, if you ever saw the first gig I ever did and the second gig, which were a year and a half apart, I could not do stand-up to save my life. And then, um, then I worked at a certain angle, and, and, you know, and then I was kind of clunky, and then um, it, it gets better. And I will relentlessly push edges you know, and keep taking risks until apparently now I can, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> and so as I've heard. <laughs> and, and the same with, with drama. I'll just keep pushing it until... People go, oh, that was great. And if you look at the riches, there's some scenes I go, oh, yeah, that's on it. And then other, some other scenes where I go, where was I that day? <laughs> was I in that scene? <laughs> what was I doing? No, oh, annoyance. And so, but we move so fast in riches. It's ninja training for, for drama actors. It's fantastic. I love it. They, they, they work you to death. Right. You do 45 minutes of, of film, right. drama for television uh, in, uh, in seven days, which yeah. is insane. But... And, and Minnie, who's done a lot, you know, Minnie Driver's done a lot more f films than me. Um, she, I think she now, she, she's liking it. It's like, we, we are trained ninja. Right. They say, here we go, six o'clock, they're going, we're losing the light. <laughs> right. We're losing the light. It just begins. It's only just come up the light. But um, it's just go, 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 get on film, film shoot it, yeah, bam, 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 bam. Um, and you have to make, you have to be well prepared, get out there, make decisions. You probably have average of three takes. Right. Um, and... Um, and you and if you screw it up, you could be on, and then you say, "Okay, I'll let it go. I just didn't nail that one." And that's some are going to get away. Right. Uh, it's a scenes. nimble production. Television. It just yeah. it's quick. Yeah. And uh, as um, Stephen uh, Soderbergh and Stephen Sondheim, but mainly Stephen Soderbergh <laughs> said to me, um, um, "It's brutal." It's this great American word, which I think everyone should know about. Brutal. B-R-U-D-L-E. <laughs> brutal, right. Brutal in an English parlance. So you love brutal, and I, and I love the, I think the Brits use this, gutted. Oh, yeah. Oh, great oh, word. Oh, gutted. And gutted. Na knackered is another knackered one. Is good. You know where knackered comes <laughs> <Yeah>. from? <laughs> no. It's, it's a knacker's yard. That's where the horses were uh, sent to to be ripped apart and sent oh, into glue. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, that's the knackered's yard. Did not know yard. that. And so if you were knackered, you were like a... Near dead horse or a dead horse. I love nicked. Nicked, yeah. Great. Nicked. But, but, but yeah. Oh, yeah. we got, we got it. Is bollocks. Codswallop. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of <laughs> What is codswallop? <laughs> bollocks is great. Bollocks is great. And then there's, there's bollocks. Something's bollocks is bad. If it's the bollocks, it's good. Right. And I don't know. If, can you say the word that begins in S goes into we H? Can, we can say anything here. If, okay. if, if, if we, if needs be, we, we will, we will. Well, bollocks mixes mm. with Right. So that's that's bollocks equivalent, ah, um, right. and if it's the sh the bollocks, it's good. Right. So that's the one. That's the one you need to remember. All right. All right. So I'll work talk, on that one. I'm if over. You're talking that. to the queen. You <laughs> right. say the queen. All this monarchy stuff. It's bollocks. <laughs> but some of the diamonds, you know, we could uh, sell them off and give money to the poor, and that would be the bollocks. <laughs> Got it. Beautiful. Make, we could make footballs, uh, as you call it, you know, football, which you call spoon. <laughs>
Yeah. There is that sports difference. The uh, but when you became when you got the riches, uh, and, and I've certainly in, in my work as a television critic, I've been urging people to watch it, and we're now in the second season, a truncated second season, unfortunately because mm. of the writer strike. It's like a mini series, I feel. Right. This season seven instead of thirteen. Yeah. Uh, I, I remain confident that we we will we will proceed forward, and mm. I understand that you remain very confident. I say seven seasons. Seven seven seasons, seasons for seven brothers is what <laughs> I say, as if it's a musical. <laughs> Well, I'm sure John Landgraf will go. He's got that. He can grasp that. He'll go. I, I've said this to people at FX executives, and they do stare at me with eyes, saying, you, "Why? Why? You can't. You're not supposed to say that. You can't, you're not allowed." To. So I'm just saying, seven seasons for seven brothers, and and then trying to work out the musical. Well, version. I did. I did call them and say I, I was annoyed at the, that they didn't go the rest of it because I want I want to have the confidence because as a television critic, they're so. There's not a whole lot on the menu to, to really love. I mean, cable does you know, most of the cable does the, the great the great dramas, and and the riches is is really one of those that that people are getting into, and and it's just, but it's still in its infancy as far as being discovered. And I will flip back on that, and that your audience that it, we're talking about whether they cross over and follow you, a yeah. new audience who may not have known that much about you at all, mm. just they found it from Wayne Malloy. They've come to the riches, and they've they've seen you there. How does that strike you as somebody oh, who's great. been through this whole That's world? That's just great. Really? Yeah, people come and say, I, heard, I saw, saw the riches and I heard that you did stand-up. Right. That is, that is just, that's, that's it. That's the bollocks. That's the, that's the bollocks, exactly. Well, that, I think you're trying to get to this point, which is interesting because I, when, when I heard you talking about trying to make the, the leap, have you considered that you've made it? I mean, I your, your I work sort of, is really good in the riches. I mean, yes, you're underestimating no, yourself. No, right? I mean, you know, when I think Day and the Death of Joe Egg was right. was really making yes. it when they, Tony nominated. They sort of I, I won the out of critics. I won mm -hmm. the, the 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 drama desk. Right. I won the some bloke in the street gave me something. <laughs> I won. Because <it>. <laughs> he remembered you from back in the days when four yeah, years. Well, on no, the I, I won the the, the, the Broadway dot com um, people's vote thing. Uh -huh. I won that one as well. So I won everything. Didn't get the thing. Brian Dennehy got ah, it, and he owes it to me. <laughs> right. And I've met him since then. And uh, so I think we should arm. I think me and Brian should arm wrestle for it. And <laughs> I'll do it wearing makeup. Bloke, I know, but I'll, right. I'll beat him. <laughs> right. And if he's if he's man enough, I'll wear makeup and do it. And if he can beat a transvestite, he can keep it. <laughs> when did you come to the conclusion, or have you, in your own head, like yeah, I, I can I can do this? Because it, 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 there's a difference between that sort of ambition and saying, oh, I really want to make, I want to become known as a serious dramatic actor right. and then people who are watching it on the riches say well I, especially if they haven't seen you like yeah. he's pulling it off the guys the riches you're you're playing a character who's an Irish traveler who 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 takes over another family's life uh, my the chronicle readers know it by heart but yeah. for those who are just listening to this podcast maybe people we got from was England stealing the american dream well, you were stealing the american dream which is a it's a, a very ambitious and brilliant series in that regard and it takes a lot for you because you are Wayne Malloy uh, an Irish traveler, and you become Doug Rich. So, as an actor, you're having to pull off a lot of uh, nuanced bits there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a great role to play. Some people said, "What attracted you to the role?" I say, "Well, what wouldn't attract right, you to the role?" Right. Yeah, exactly. But it is beautiful. You, you don't actually have to. I don't. I don't, there's a step that I don't have to do. I don't think men has to do either, which is we don't actually have to play uh, Doug Rich or Shireen Rich. Because we are just Wayne Malloy being them, you right. know? Some people were thinking, why, why is he talking oh, yes, about making me as an science. actor? You're already there. Huh? I'm talking about the fatness of the science. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was the thing. I mm -hmm. really found that I, I wasn't trying to flex. The, the worry is that you, you try to flex comedy muscles. Right. And I think this is where comedians get stuck, or, or people from the world of comedy. They are playing a, a dramatic role, and they can't sense whether... They, 
whether they're actually cutting through or jumping out of the scene or off out of, through the screen or whatever it is, and and so they they fall into a, a, a muscle memory that is a comedic one. Right. And I actively try to kill this. I try to stamp on this mm -hmm. on on those those that that that. Uh, muscle memory sense right. so that I could and it, it didn't really help me it took away all my natural instincts initially right. uh, but I just didn't I didn't want to start moving into drama and thinking and there you go you pull a big <laughs> face and you're, and you're through it's not what you meant you know you're trying to you're talking about trying to kill someone, but you, you, you've just pulled a big face, and therefore there's got some sort of reaction. And that's right. what I didn't want to do. You don't so, want to pander. No, I, I don't, and I don't want to head off in the wrong direction. Mm. Then people say, well, you, you know, I can never actually take that person seriously. I'm just waiting for them to go there. Right. So it's been a long, uh, uh, slow process, but I, I've, 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 I've tried to train myself and worked with uh, uh, acting coaches to... You know, because I, I, the things I know about acting are all over the place. Mm. Some, a lot of people went to drama school or some sort of uh, training. Right. And that, but I know, like, if there's any rules of acting, I know, like, rule two, rule 93, <laughs> rule 147,000. Right. And then I, but no one's ever told me rule five. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I, there's things I know really back to front. But what I do know, and I, and I found this in stand up, is that when I keep pushing and pushing and pushing, there will be, will be a point where the accountant who did street performing, who's come through stand-up, who is a transvestite, and, came <laughs> and, and gets here, and will fight people in the streets, and will get that one. If I keep pushing it, it'll get to the point where, where stuff's coming out and going, oh, oh, that feels good. That feels on the money. And, and as uh, this season, The Riches goes through, I was hitting moments of that and going, oh, this is okay. Yeah. Okay, now we're cooking. Right. You know, it's better with film because film you can shoot, you know, twelve, fifteen takes, and and they'll and they'll edit it out, and, you, and you'll get your best work out of it. And that's why someone who's maybe not, who may not be hitting it, but just have a naturalistic thing, and they can look fantastic in, in a film. But I want to be totally in control of what I'm doing, know what I'm doing it, and and keep pushing, expanding it, just like I've done in stand up. So that I'm impressed, I got. I have to be impressed by what I'm doing. Right. That's the, that's the key. Right. And how many times have you got there? I mean, is it? I could feel Joe. Egg Joe Egg was my second time of doing it in, right. in in New York. I'd already done it in London, and the critics were split in London. Whereas in New York, they went. Yeah. Well, they probably had less baggage in New York than they did in London about about who you were, and um, where you were coming from. Yes. It, yes. It could well be that. Mm -hmm. I, I do think there's something in England of look. We know. You just you're the kid from down the road, right? right. And she uh, just talked a lot of rubbish, and then you, you, you know, I have that. They have that baggage, but um, I was actually better. I, I'm actually not naturally. I've worked out. I'm not naturally good at almost anything, <laughs> but maybe I have the ability to get good at right. almost anything. Right. Uh, and not because I'm special, just because I've held on to this kid thing. Remember when we were kids? We, we, we were, our choices were all open. Yeah. And we had that thing of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to paint today, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be a fireman. <laughs> and well, then we cut down, and, and we were told to cut down and specialize on one thing. But in fact, if you go back to it, just like in wartime, right. suddenly, okay, you got to retrain. Young posh girls, you get on the anti-aircraft battery. What? Okay. And then they did it. Um, the Russian women who went to war, the Israeli women, you know, women fighting. You, you can actually do almost anything. Right. Um, and, and I just, and I've, I've experimented in that. And, and if you can take the humiliation of the learning, the front part of the, the learning bit is quite tough. Yeah. 
when, it, especially if you get something going, they say, hey, you can do that. What are you doing this for? <laughs> oh, don't do this. Oh, you're rubbish at that. But then you just keep pushing. Oh, well, that's a good one. It, it gradually comes up. And then if you keep, and the only thing that you shouldn't do is, is get someone and say, now I've got it. And I'm going to sit on my laurels right. and just coast. Right. You actually, and I once said that to my dad. I once said, I want to get a cushy job make some money and then just sit back and he couldn't have, he said no that's not the right way and I thought I thought that was the right way <laughs> and I totally changed my, my that's how we're brought so. up in this country you make your money and yeah. sit on it yeah you just know. sit on go it go to an island go. that was the American dream you stick your money in your ears and go, ah, I've got all this cash in my ears I can't hear anything um, so that's what I delight in is getting somewhere and then pushing for, for to take more risks, to right. keep going, you know. And Olivier did that way, but when he did the, the Entertainer, you know, when all the new kids were coming up and John Osborne wrote that, and he said, okay, I've done all this Shakespeare, now I'm going to go do that. Right. And I do respect that. Um, well, the, you do have a sort of fearlessness which works well in this profession. Yeah, maybe. You have to, but, but I've developed that because I'm actually right. quite fearful, but I, I've, it, one of the, the main things I've experimented in is pushing fear back. Right. I do gigs in French, pushes fear back, makes gigs in English, you know, piece Flying. of piece. Flying, you know, I used to throw up all the time, yeah. so I like to fly, and I know that that bumpy stuff is just like a bumpy road thing, and I've got analogies for that. Because we <laughs> land, I think I was saying this to Dom, I don't know, was I telling you this? Uh, the planes land into the wind, yeah. uh, the small planes, big planes don't, but we actually, land, if there's a crosswind across the, the, the runway, we actually land diagonally. Planes come down like this, diagonally, diagonally, diagonally. And then just before you land, you kick the front of the plane around and land like this. I know, it seems <laughs> that's insane. There's not enough Xanax in the world for me to get in that plane. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but it's true. I actually, and I got to the point where I was landing, I was coming down in a 17-knot crosswind, which is like, I think, over the level that you should be doing it for, for this plane. And I was coming, I was with an instructor. I was coming down and he said, you sure you want to do this? I said, yeah, I want to do this. And I said, no, you do it. <laughs> like inches off the ground. And then he just kicked it. And I just laughed. I was laughing and laughing. So, um, but still there was a question in there which I haven't answered, wasn't there? Well, the, it? the crossing over the, the comedians and, and why the way, do they do it? I love the way you can remember these questions. <laughs> um, there the, the must be something to do with, the, there's, there's a different respect in the acting mm. thing. There's a different experience and a different respect, these, right. t these two things. Um, when, you, when I watch a film, to be able to laugh at certain scenes, really get involved and think, God, that's like my father was or my mother, or, and, and you get really emotional. I often get on planes and I start having a drink and then I, I cry my eyes out at films. I don't know if anyone else does this, but <laughs> I'm right. very emotional in planes about films. I just sit there bawling my eyes out. Um, <laughs> There's a whole piece, if you look on Dress to Kill, uh -huh. which took, actually the photo's from San Francisco and New York, uh -huh. and it's one of the DVD extras, if you look at the DVD, and it's homage to Ken Burns. I think homage spelt wrong. And, uh, <laughs> and I've used this track, which is, uh, was used in the Civil War, because I know, I watched, I loved the Civil War. You were the history thing. buff. Yeah, well, I know again. a lot right. about your Revolutionary War and your Civil War. Right. And your constitutional congress and uh, the confederation and the federation and I know all that because if I learn that then I can apply it to Europe right because I want to I'm going to get very active in in European politics or more active than I've done that's why I do these gigs in French. Oh, so wait, you're, after you after you conquer the dramatic roles, then it's into politics. Yeah, right. Ambitious. Was well, I was although we have a lot of we have a lot of American actors, but it's always a bad thing when they become. We well, see Reagan all, all I'm trying to do is. <laughs> <Schwarzenegger>. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd say I say Arnold hasn't 
I, I wouldn't put it in the same camp as Reagan. No, it's true. It's yeah? true. Because he's, he's got a wife who's a Democrat. So, you know. <laughs> right. I know. Did she vote Democrat? It's interesting. Did she yeah. vote for him? We, we ask I think she, she probably votes for him, but who's she going to vote? Is she going to vote Hillary? Or Are you really going to go into politics, do you think? Yeah. Really? Is it well, because you, you have the, 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 the history interest or because the country's off course and you've got to steer it back? No, because I want to. It's European politics. I don't, I don't right. want to run. Um, England. You don't UK. want to be 10 Downing Street. No, I want to, I want to help in, in Europe. I believe that the, the, what's happening in the European Union, these countries choosing to come together, who've had a history from Alexander the Great to World War II, two and a half thousand years of murder every 50 years. Right. Every 50 years we'd stop and say, <laughs> have we killed anyone? I don't think so. Now, who should we kill? Because the Poland, the, 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 the history is like the French and the English always kill each other. And then the, the Polish and the Swedish always getting on. And then sometimes they might have gone, no, let's kill the, uh, the, those people over there. Who are they? I don't know. Let's kill them. And so they'd go and kill them. And they'd say to Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo, put down your fantastic pictures of people that will be used in, in the, the Aquarius thing and uh, make me a thing that throws lead poison <laughs> darts into people's heads. And Leonardo said, okay, no problem. I'll do that. You know, it, it, I'll leave all the painting stuff and all the stuff. I'll leave it up and I'll make a thing that blows people's heads off. And then I can draw pictures of that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You do it both ways. We're both positive. You and I are both positive about going forward on, on Richards. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I think it's so good. It's so out there that... Um, even if people have difficulty getting their eyeballs onto screens and stuff at, at times, it's still I still very positive that we'll you know we'll just go on and on because um, because it's too good to 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 let let it go away. Yeah, you know, and and even if because okay, you could look at it and say, okay, no one actually was everyone forgot that they had televisions. Um, it, it doesn't matter because uh, we do have the, the fans of it are just like like crazy totally fans. passionate. Yeah, and they're totally. And I, they come up to me in the street, even in England, and I thought we'd never sell in England. Right. You know, I just thought we wouldn't sell. Right. How can you get two English people playing in you know, Americans <laughs> in this thing? But because it's about outsiders becoming insiders, and because the works all ended up being good, it's fine. I, but someone in England saying, "I live for that series," and I thought, "You're English, and I'm in English. You're saying that's crazy." <laughs> so um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and I'll you know it's it, it's not a problem. Well, there, there it, there's there's something to it. It is ambitious. The storyline uh, is built to go on. And, and can go on for certainly seven seasons. Yeah. And we'll tell John Lang to get it. And then films and whatever. But, uh, and I certainly hope it does. And, and uh, on our end, and I know other TV critics the same way are, are telling people, get over to FX and watch it. And there's really great work being done. But let's, let's, let's just wrap up our, our, uh, our theory that we started that where you, you've branched over into uh, dramatic acting. You've accomplished it. What, and you, obviously you've been in some, some films and just stuff, and you've got stuff coming out. But where do you see yourself... Short of Shakespeare, as we said, but where do you see yourself in a, what kind of role do you want, dramatic role do you want where you're in a film and you could say, right, if I could pick this role and I've earned it through the riches and on, on Broadway and whatnot, what, what, what kind of role is it going to play? A really dark role? A, a, you know, inner savagery? What is it going to be that you're looking for to do on film? I, th those are difficult questions for, for me to answer. I, I keep searching around to, say, to, to see what that would be. I, until it unravels because my stand-up is now going into places where I didn't realize it would quite go to. It, um, I just know, know I need to push it and put myself into a place where um, I'm uncomfortable mm -hmm. and I'm striving to, to, to find something interesting, different, and, uh, and whatever. I, I don't quite know where it's going to be. And it, and, it, and it would be, hopefully it would be dark and I think dark and funny is something 
that that maybe I mean the the, the Joe egg that the essence of Joe egg. I was a father trying to kill my daughter right. and making people laugh at the same time, right. not because of what I was doing, but because of what I was saying and how up I was getting. Right. If I can say up, <laughs> the word up on this. Um, to, to, to get to that point. And that is something which is it's going to be difficult for other people to do. That might be my unique selling principle if you have business, whatever, they call right. it, the USP thing, whatever. That, you know, most people wouldn't be there. So something in that, if I can, if I can just get it so it's really affecting but also can be quite weird and offbeat, then I like that. And I have to make my own films. So that's what I've always... I've been planning to make my own films for, for ages, and now I'm beginning to make them. I did the Robert McKee course, and he oh, said, because I had to right. get a sense of structure, Yeah. because there was a guy, I think Stuart Cosgrove was his name, who was a Channel 4 comedy guy, or Channel yeah. 4 control and uh, um, uh, com commissioning editor, and he said, if you ever get good at, um, at uh, structured... You know, structure dramatic narrative. structure. Right. Sure, uh -huh. Then you'll be a force to be reckoned with. You know, and and, <laughs> and that was an angry thing he said at me because he was having a big argument. So I, so so I was really angry at that time. And then you know, like you, sometimes these lines just stick in your head. Get good at narrative structure. Um, <laughs> well, so, clearly your ambitious analytical nature took that and said, uh, "I'll show you a dramatic structure." Well, yeah. Well, I thought. Well, I, no, I thought I need that. It's rather than saying I'm going to show it to you with that. I thought I actually need that because not just to read a script. Right. To read a script and go that works, but that doesn't work there. Well, that, that Irving Thalberg thing where you say, now cut that, rewrite a scene here, and I've done enough films now and enough riches to know that you can actually rewrite stuff and change stuff and keep moving on it. And on Ocean's 13, there right. was additional shooting, right. and I ended up having the front part. I didn't even know I was doing that at the <laughs> right. time because I wasn't really in 13, and suddenly I came in in this massive way. Um, so um, uh, I love knowing the tools of that. So, so I'm going to develop those, make those, and Clint Eastwood, that's where, that's where I'm going to be. Clint Eastwood has got the best place an actor can get to in their 70s. And he's, he's saying, I'm just stunned. Right. And you can just see that in him. And, and Clint's done some uh, more and more good acting roles. And some of his roles have, have been, you know, over the years have not been, uh, uh, have not been where they are now. You know, they've been much more mainstream or right. much more, um, or he went to do those comedies and stuff, you know. But, but he is in the greatest place that uh, an actor in their 70s can be because he can say, I think I can play that role, right. and then I'll direct it. And, I'll, direct it. and that I'll write it, and I'll direct it, exactly. and I'll play the score. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? And people are only just getting to know that. You know the score yeah. thing. But yeah, but it's uh, Clint, and he's not yet got no, really known for the, his own scores. Well, Chaplin was, the, right. of course, the one. Right, and you should and know that. Right? I, I absolutely know that. He so in the, two hit songs, didn't he? And in the future, going forward, you're going to write your own stuff? And direct I'm going to write slash to develop write slash. You slash, could write slash, it, slash. and then well, I it. I do believe I'm, I'm I just I never wanted to write crap, so right. I've been holding myself back. But McKee, Rob McKee, yeah, the story, yeah, yeah. He said because um, I found it difficult to read his book, and I went to his his um uh, his show, his uh, gig lecture, right? and mm -hmm. and I found that easier to get into. But anyway, he said some of the best writing in the world was in American television, so I made mental note get <laughs> get a series on American drama. <laughs> So now I'm here. I just keep getting these metal notes because I came out as a transvestite because I was. I told my an ex-girlfriend, and uh, and I I looked out the window over Sheffield, <laughs> and I said uh, in the north of England, where the Full Monty was shot, and I said uh, I will tell everyone that I'm a transvestite, <laughs> and I and that was just this big stupid line, and that just sat in my head f for two years, and then I thought no, that's what I got to do. So I did that, and I keep having these lines. And I think everyone has these experience. You know, right. someone says something to you in anger, and you disagree with it totally, and then you think, "No, that's actually what I've got to do." Right. And and so 
you've taken taken the advice, you remember it, and you act on it, which is like, mm. I think that's the difference, that 95% of the other people just don't act on it. They, they get the advice and they don't do it. You've, t- you've taken it to heart and you're going to do it. Yeah, and I think it's all the gift of transvestism. Because if I, because I, I worked out, if I came out, that I could survive. I thought I said to my dad, I think the British people can deal with this. Right. I remember saying that, and I remember him saying, I'm not sure. He said he wasn't sure about the British people, but I said, I think they can, and uh, and they were. And in fact, it was all humans. Right. Um. You know, and if I go to an Islamic country, they probably have a, a lot of religious problems with being me being a transvestite but I think your average person right. who is Arabic or, or African or from wherever would, would say well it's your human qualities right you know that's right. what it's what we, I think there's a line in Gladiator we all what we do in this life is echoes in eternity and I thought yeah that's a good one I have a really that's <laughs> a great one from and me. what we wear in this life <laughs> what we wear is like echoes in eternity no that should, hopefully not because i've read some pretty crap things over the time but but what we yeah what we do in our what we do in our life it's a better word than do we can't have do have achieve to, what we achieve and we act. i don't know we go, can edit go it. back we'll get it that bit before he rides down <laughs> with the things and says stay with me hold the line i love it i kind of know gladiator coming out of my ears um so that's why <laughs> In answer to all your questions, that's why you should watch The Riches. Brilliant. All right. Well, we've had Eddie Isard here. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank and you I never knew we would get this far with how we started, but it, it's yeah. been a, a, a wonderful roundabout experience. Thanks for having me. You bet.